It's Thursday, August 27th, 2015, and you're listening to the Talking Games podcast. My name is Steve Say, and this evening I'm joined by Justin Townsend. Hello there. And Bobby North. Hey, How you doing, guys? Not bad. Very yeah. good. Yourself? I'm doing, uh, I'm doing all right. Back from my vacation. Feeling good. Feeling fine. Played some video games. All that good stuff. Uh, we'll get to that stuff in a little bit. Jackie wanted to be here tonight, but unfortunately, work. Work gets in the way. Work yes. gets in the way. Need to find a way around that. So she sends her love. Jackie, we love you. Uh, we'll talk about some games we played this week. We'll answer some listener questions, and then we're going to go somewhere else and do other things. Sleep. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. No, definitely not. Not me. I know what I'm doing. I'm the, I know what I'm doing when we get out of here. But this is where we are right now, and... Uh, what do you got? Who wants to go first? I'll go first. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> no, go ahead. Uh, let's see. What did I do this week? Tell me, um, tell me about um, Black Ops, because I know nothing. Uh, let's see. Black Ops, Black Ops, Black Ops. Before we get to Black Ops, let's talk about fantasy football. Okay. <laughs> I did a lot of fantasy football drafts this weekend. Okay. Two of them. Nick came down. We did one together. We held hands. It was great. You held hands. We were, I mean, I was literally sitting on top of Nick. Because we did like a very official fantasy football draft, and so one of uh, one of my friends uh, has a uh, Zumba studio. His wife is a Zumba instructor, and they have one of uh, their own studio. And uh, so we were able to use the studio. And I think there was ten of us, and they had set up tables similar to what we're using right now. Uh, two of them back to back, uh, side by side, and they had a projector where they would project onto the wall um, what like the main computer was looking at and stuff. So it was like a very official thing, and. For the first 10 picks or whatever, you had to like write down your pick on a piece of paper and walk it up to the front. And every time it was your pick, like the one guy who really set it up, picked out a, a song for you. Okay. And that would play. And so everyone had – there was 10 different songs playing like over and over again. <laughs> it was pretty cool. It's a money league, so uh, I hope I win it. But, well, yeah, we were like on top of each other. So me and Nick were pretty much What was your song? hands. That Bang Bang song that's on the radio? No. Was it? The, is it yes, that's it. Because at one point... Um, I immediately know who picked out this song. <laughs> it's Yeah, you know who it is. Uh, when we were all playing Destiny, somebody started playing that one. Like, that's the thing with our Destiny group is like we'll randomly just pick a song. Like for a while, it was Vanessa Carlton's A Thousand Miles or whatever that is. Okay. Don't ask me why, but like somebody had heard that song and was just like would occasionally just play it through like through their headphones and then it would just get constantly stuck in my head. I don't know the who it is. I don't know the name of the song. I just know that the words bang, bang are said somewhere in the chorus. Mm-hmm. And I hate that song so much. And so, I don't of even course, know that, that was song my song. I hate that song. Yeah. You've heard it before. Like, if you listen to the radio, you've heard it at least once. I don't, though. You've heard it. It's been in probably a TV show or a movie. Like, it's a popular song. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so that was my song. What were some of the other ones? Do you remember? Uh, there was a song by somebody had a song by Queen, and I was just like, "Why can't I get something cool like that?" Uh, <laughs> one of the songs was like uh, one of Limp Bizkit songs uh, from like that terrible album they had, "Chocolate Starfish" and the hot dog flavored water. Yeah, which one? Rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> that was it. Yep. Hands yep. up, the hands down. Yeah, back up, back up. Yeah, that song is uh, that song is shit. It's catchy though. It's catchy as well. Yeah, it is, but it's it's terrible. Yeah, so we had a we had a fantasy football draft, and uh, that was fun. And, uh, and then after that, we went out to Patchogue, and we we're gonna get drinks. And then I realized I had two kids I had to get home, put to sleep. So I stayed in Patchogue for like 
20 minutes. Bob came and met. Yeah, I was like, hi. And he's like, bye. And, okay, you have a great night. <laughs> that was pretty much it. You didn't get down on this fantasy football? Uh, I don't do fantasy. I don't do sports, really. Do other than wa- I'll watch baseball. That's it's about all it. all real for you all the time? Yeah. <laughs> I got to be playing it. Otherwise, it's not worth it. Didn't Jackie want to get in on this? I remember I th- her voicing something. Yeah, she... Um, I think uh, Man Cave Podcasts. That um, she just let you. Jeff was wanting to get a like a group together to play fantasy football, but I'm in five leagues right now. I can't be in anymore. Oh my god! Yes. Do you pick the same person for every one of them? Um, like if I know that that person's gonna have like a breakout year or something, then I'll like try and grab him in every draft. But I try to spread it out a bit because I'm in like different leagues play different ways, so not all players are like you know you can plug into every spot. Like mm-hmm. some players are not good in PPR and they'd be fine in standard and vice versa. So I try and have different players if I can. So that way, if one thing goes bad, then maybe the other team I have is going all right. That's crazy. Yep. My um, my dad used to bet a lot um, on football and bet- baseball and stuff like that. Uh, my friend Brendan was cleaning his house and found a photograph of my dad that I completely forgot at one point that I had and somehow wound up at his place. He hit all of his boxes in one afternoon for one game and won like 47 grand. That's when you stop betting forever. Yep. And <laughs> he had to go, he had to pick it up in like two installments because they didn't have the money to pay him. That's awesome. In one shot. So he had to come back. And I don't know <clears throat> what prompted the photograph. I don't understand. I don't know that it was Halloween. I have no idea. But in the photo, he's wearing. Um, like a, a hat or, or something or, or like gear from the other team, the team that got beaten and he's bleeding from his head and it's like pouring down his face and he's got this giant mountain of money in two hands and he's like scrunching it up in his fingers and laughing. <laughs> I have no idea what the context for that whole thing was. Wow. I don't know if somebody beat him up. I have no idea, but it was, it's, I should, I should bring it in. It's a pretty hysterical photograph. <laughs> Uh, I myself have never bet on any sporting event. No, nope, I've never bet on any uh, sports either, except for this fantasy football league. I did once horse racing. No, oh fifty God. bucks, and I spent it on a, a chocolate was a chocolate rum cake or something like that. They had there. I immediately bought like two pieces of that. They and were, it was fifty bucks. It was it was it was at Belmont the horse uh, track. Uh, it's expensive, over there, but it was totally worth it. Best fifty dollars ever. What was the name of your horse? Oh God, I don't remember. It was so long ago. <laughs> How much? All right. Well, last question about this stuff. What is the pot? What is the the winning? Uh, it's a. Ever it, it was like a seventy-five to hundred dollar buy-in. Uh, so I think. Oh, so I went in at seventy-five. They have like side pots and stuff like that. So I think if like let's just say I win, I'll probably come home with like uh, I don't know, like four hundred bucks or something like that. Four or five hundred bucks. Damn. Not bad. Yeah. And I'm pretty confident. I, I like. I liked. I liked my team. I drafted. So, we'll see. Are you going to be watching? Do you watch every game now, or are you going to be like looking at the uh, the internet the next day? No, I watch every game. I was about to say newspaper, and I'm like, why would you look mm-hmm. at a newspaper? Yeah. <laughs> no, no I watch. I watch on Sundays. All right. Well, I hope you win. I hope so too. Yeah, that'd be nice. Diaper money. Uh, <laughs> do you know how expensive those things are? Yeah. I've heard. I've heard from everybody that's ever had kids. That's why whenever I go to like a baby shower, I go to like something for the kids. I usually bring. Like gear, like wipes and all of that stuff. You can have all the outfits you want, all the little cutesy, you know, dad's number one, whatever. No. Diapers, wipes, 
bibs. Yep, you always need those uh, diapers. Binkies. Diapers are where it's at. There you go. Outfits that grow out of too fast. Yes. Yeah. Insanely fast. Anyway, that's enough dad talk. Back to Black Ops 3. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, if you've been listening to the show for a while, I go hot and cold on Call of Duty. Uh, and I, I knew I was going to play the campaign this year. Aforementioned Nick, I was talking with him about it, and it was just like, you know, it's co-op campaign. You want to get together because I always enjoy the campaigns and rarely ever touch the multiplayer. So he was like, yeah, let's play. We'll, we'll do the campaign. And I had known that they were doing a beta uh, this week. Uh, that was for this last week was exclusive to PlayStation, and now it's coming out. I think on Xbox and stuff. Um, so we had talked about should we just go down and pre-order it since we know we're going to play it? And he's like, yeah, but I'm coming down this weekend, so we're not going to really have a time to play together. And I was like, all right, we'll just we'll hold off and we'll play it when they get where the game comes out. And uh, so on Friday night, I guess they wanted to just do a stress test on the servers, so they were like free for everybody, so you could just have downloaded it from the store on Friday night. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did, and uh, so I ended up playing uh, a couple matches with uh, my friend Andy and uh, Mark, and um, I thought it was okay. It's much different than any other Call of Duty online I've ever played. They're kind of mixing Titanfall and um, Destiny and Destiny together in mm. a weird way, um, which is cool. Like I like it much more than I, I think I liked like the previous Call of Duty games. Uh, so here's how it kind of breaks down. Uh, so the beta was open for everybody. Um, the weekend was hit or miss as far as lag. Sometimes the lag would be playing and it would be like unplayable. Like it would be getting like four or five frames a second, Whoa. if that. Um, and then sometimes I felt like you were getting like four or five, uh, four or five frames every thirty seconds. It was really bad. Yeah, that's a lot of people were saying. Uh, they ended up extending it into Monday night, and when I played on Monday night, it was, it was pretty clean. I had no issues. So what's different about the game is they still have their score streaks and stuff like that. Um, and, I mean, it's been so long since I've really gotten into a Call of Duty multiplayer. I didn't even know that they weren't tied to kills anymore. They used to be tied to kills. Hmm. So they'd be like, oh, you got three kills in a row. Now you could put out a UAV. If you got to, like, seven kills in a row, you got to put out this. If you got yeah. to 12, put out this. They've changed that into more point-based stuff. So if you get an assist or take a base or something, you're getting points for that type of stuff. Um. What's new is so this this game has uh, specialists they're called and in Destiny it like it, it would be like classes it's or guardians system. yeah and so I believe there's I'm gonna say ten I'm just gonna say ten um, and they all unlock at different levels but right away four of them are unlocked hmm. and each um, class has two subclasses that you could pick from. So here's like I'll, I'll run down them from memory if I can. So like one of the guys does a like a you could pick like okay I want to be this guy, and he has two abilities. And so the one ability would be he does a Titan Smash or like a Ground Pound like a Titan would do in Destiny. He takes out these you know two prongs and he smashes them into the ground and it does like an AOE damage. And his other one was like for a short amount of time he could run super fast. And so what's happening during the match is on the bottom right-hand side of the screen, there is a circle, um, which is your like super ability, we'll say, or a special ability, and it is constantly filling up. It's just a time-based thing. I don't know whether or not kills affect how fast it goes. I'm going to say no. Uh, so now there's supers in the game. Um, there was two like super popular classes from the first four. So the next one was called Sparrow, and she could either get a bow. Uh, so for really, yeah. For, and it's weird, like, the supers are, like, different. So, like, that ground pound thing is a one-time use. 
but like the bow will last for let's say a minute and so you could you know cook the bow and like draw the string all the way back and it has a grenade attached to the tip nice so you'd Rambo. be letting go of the bow and if it hit your target they would explode uh, and then if they were near enemies, the grenade would do damage to those enemies. But you, okay. if, I mean, if you get hit by it, it's really cool because your body just starts flinging back 10 feet if it's fully drawn. That was a really <laughs> cool class to use. And it was, like, different because you're running around with a bow in a Call of Duty game. Her other ability was, like, this um, area of effect radar. So she would, like, ping a radar and then looking in front of you, any any enemy that was hidden by something would be highlighted in red so you could see their movements. Mm-hmm. It just didn't last very long, which was what was kind of annoying. Another dude was, um, I forget what his class was called, but one of his things was a lightning gun. So it would be like this charged <sighs> lightning gun that would electrocute people, and you'd see them like flopping about. But what was neat about it was if another enemy ran close to him, the electricity would jump to the other player, and it's a one it's a one shot. This does not sound like Call of Duty. No, it's not. Uh, yeah, they added a whole bunch of futuristic stuff in there. Yeah, and they've been, I mean, they've been heavy tre- on it. <laughs> they've been trending that way um, since I think the first, uh, since Black Ops Two, they started going in that future direction. Then Advanced Warfare started going there as well. Um, trying to think what his other, oh, his other one. Here's the one that that gets everybody. So that other dude's ability is called Glitch, and he kind of rewinds time. What? In a way. So let's say you're running around the corner and you have Glitch ready to go. Uh, and you turn the corner, and you're like, crap, there's four guys here. You hit L1, R1 as fast as you can, and it makes this really cool noise, and you glitch, and you rewind back five, about five seconds. So if you turn the corner, you would be back five seconds ago. <laughs> now, sometimes, sometimes it doesn't work out, because if you're running in a straight line and you use it, you're just back ten extra feet. Right. It's so it's like super situational or like I, I saw it a bunch of times. It's like, whoops, I accidentally walked off the edge of this map and you could like glitch backwards to get back onto it. And the the final class was um, another girl. Uh, she was like the heavy class I called. And so she had a bouncing grenade launcher she could pull out or she had this thing called. Oh, I forget what it's called. Um, but basically for like four seconds, four or five seconds, she could activate this thing, which would make bullets unless it was a headshot like warp around her so if you were shooting at the person's legs or chests it would just completely fly past them but if you hit them in the head they would die this sounds so those insane were, these mm-hmm. were the four that were unlocked uh by the time the beta ended i i had played maybe like five hours of it um not well mind you and hmm. i had locked a fifth class um another another girl uh she had two abilities one of them was like a golden gun um, okay. That looks like the last word in Destiny. It was a one-hit pistol. Okay. And it would obliterate people. And I forget what her other ability was. Like, I can't remember what it was. It was Seraph. It was Seraph, yeah. I can't remember what it was. But past those, I could see other players with these other uh, abilities and stuff. Now, okay, these are all one-time use? No, they're one-time, they're one-time uses until it recharges. Yeah, okay. It's like and it's on a clock. Destiny. Yeah. Sounds a little bit like um, Warframe as well. Yeah, yeah. You can look that way. Um, there were some like really cool looking things. Like there is just a straight up robot dude, and his right arm turns into a minigun. Is one of his specials. Oh my Reaper. god! Yeah. Uh, so this is also weird. This doesn't like it, I. If I didn't know that you were talking about a Call of Duty, you game, wouldn't think it's Call of Duty. No, I wouldn't at all. So the thing is, it has the Titanfall um, comparison comes from you know being able to wall run jump pack uh, jet packs and stuff it doesn't move like advanced warfare did they've kind of uh 
I think advanced warfare was more like you could boost forward, you could boost back, you could boost to the sides. You can't do that here. Mm-hmm. It's more of just like a straight jetpack. Um, but you could do this really nifty slide, uh, which a lot of games incorporate now, but you travel a good distance with the slide. But it, 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 at the end of the day, all these things are great, but it's still Call of Duty, so you still die insanely yep. fast. Yeah. Uh, like, the abilities and everything are great, but they don't feel that different from, like, m- the main guns that you're using because a lot of the guns are really, really strong, and in Call of Duty, you die rather quickly, like, faster than other first-person shooters. Uh, like, for instance, you know, I was arguing with friends ab- about whether this or Destiny was better, which is completely, you know, up to your point of view. But the thing is, like, in those type of games, like, it takes a good amount of shots to bring you down. And it's not the same in Call of Duty. You die rather quickly. And you have to, like, have the mindset of that. So, like, one round we played and we were playing Domination. So it's like a, a, a territories thing where you're capturing points A, B, and C. And the team we were playing against was very good. And they were had to be all talking to each other because they owned they owned the skies and they owned the map. And we got carpet bombed or trying to think uh what, what they're all called torpedo like torpedo missiles there was flying drones running around killing us so i think all of us ended the match like <laughs> six and 30 mm-hmm. and that's just like that's that called the match duty. i like, came into the room for. yeah i was i, I was guys talking screaming. about screaming <laughs> I, I was quite angry uh because i don't like to lose but uh yeah but like you just have to have that mindset and like tons of people play call of duty you know if you've played a call of duty game you're used to the way that 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 game is you know a lot of people like to just sit around and camp could you always go prone in Call of Duty games? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. For some reason, I always thought you could just go down to a crouch. I didn't remember you always being able to go nah, prone. Nah, if you held down yeah. B, you'd crouch down, I believe. I don't remember every game. I'm always maybe like the maybe the earlier ones you might not have been able yeah, to. But. So it's been a while since I've played one, and uh, maybe that's why I'm misremembering it. But the thing is, like at the end of the day... After I had that terrible night, like, I still like it. I still want to play more of it. I know that I'm going to play the campaign. But, like, for me, it's it's a nice change of pace game. Like, I want to see those other classes. I want that robot guy. Um, <laughs> Reaper. Yeah, I got the cool care package. And, I, of course, it was at the end of a map we were getting slaughtered on. Uh, slaughtered on. So I, I, I scored enough points in a row to get a care package. So I threw down this, this thing, and the jet dropped off this package. And I forget what it was called. Oh, it's a little mobile tank? No, it wasn't the mobile tank. It was a robot oh. that actually went into defend this area or walk with me like, oh, a that's titan, cool. like a titan would in titanfall mini titan yeah so it was this and i had fought one before but never i only saw two the entire time i was playing in the five hours so i had it follow me around and the thing was indestructible like it took rockets to bring it down hmm. oh and so you're starting your starting secondary weapon is a rocket oh jeez Everybody gets rockets. Yeah, but they're not like they're, it's not like rockets in like uh, in Destiny where like they, they track you or anything. They kind of mm. shoot in a straight line, so it's not that hard to avoid them. Uh, but they're like five hours in, like I I liked it enough to want to pick it up and actually try the multiplayer more and probably Prestige once, and then I'll, I'll get tired of uh, I'll get tired of it then. It's usually what happens with Call of Duty. Yeah, mm-hmm. usually I'll Prestige once or twice, and then I'm like, okay, like I don't feel like doing this anymore, and I'll go back to more of the shooters that I generally drift towards but mm-hmm. the class thing is cool like it's it's interesting to see the way that you know different people lay out their characters because when you're going into a match you could see every it's almost like a MOBA in a way and I don't I can't think of another first person shooter that does this uh, you're seeing both teams like the, here's, here's the MOBA light, thing the black light uh, yes 
Blacklight uh, Resolution. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's it. So at the top of the screen, you'll see your six guys. And at the bottom of the screen, you'll see their six guys. But you'll see which class that they're all using. And so mm-hmm. you know, like, okay, there's a lot of people with bows in here. So just be careful of that. It sounds really cool. Yeah, it was, I gotta it was admit. wild. And it looked fantastic. It looked lo- graphically. Yeah, it looked, it looked really good. Uh, it had cool. lots of underwater battles, too. Yeah, that's Ooh. one thing that Call of Duty's always seem to have. They have really nice graphics in them. Underwater battles. Yeah, there's one stage you were kind of in. Um, I'm trying to think of like the best way to describe it. You weren't in a zoo, but like you were in like a maybe like a nature reserve, like a, like a, a lodge in a nature reserve uh, okay. where there's waterfalls and like this really nice lodge and there's pictures of animals on like the doors and stuff. Animal sanctuary. Yeah, um, but you didn't, obviously you didn't see any of them. But there's this one point like. In the map, when you're inside the building, there's a fountain, like, um, against the wall, like, and during it, a dead end. And I was like, there was a dude here a second ago. And I jumped into the fountain, and I was like, oh, cool. This goes under the building to where the waterfall is. Oh, that's neat. Hmm. And there's a bridge behind the waterfall, because there's always something behind the waterfall in video games. Hmm. So, yeah. It, uh, it was pretty cool. When does this come out? November? I think November. Bob's gonna check for us right now. My interest has peaked. Honestly, like, I... I, I've been playing Call of Duty probably since Modern Warfare 1, which but when I looked it up before, you could go prone. Oh, it said uncrouch. So, so yeah, you can crouch. Mm. I always remember you being able to crouch, but I don't always remember you being able to go prone. And I think I remember it because in Battlefield, I remember like, oh, this is the game you can go prone in. Be- November 6th. November 6th, okay. Soon. That's going to be, God, November is a busy month. Mm-hmm. So, like, two weeks before that is Halo, or a week before that is Halo. Yep. A week after that is um Doesn't matter anymore because you won't see me after Halo drops. <laughs> sure we will, Bob. <laughs> when you're going, like, 1 in 15 again, pull, we'll see you. Pull my you corpse can. from the couch. You always could? Yeah, you can go prone. I don't know if you always could, but you could in at least uh, Black Ops and Black Ops 2. All right. You could go prone. And, like, I like, with playing Call of Duty, like, I like the crazy modes more than the, like, I mean, I like traditional team deathmatch and stuff, but, like, I like the insanity of kill confirms. I like the craziness of the gun game. So, like, I, I like, I die so much. Yeah, like, I'm interested to see what to do with the zombies. You just die so much, like, for me, and I I have to learn this. Like, I have to to listen to my own advice. I just take it as, like, I'm I'm here to have a, a good time, and I don't care how much I die. Because you're going to die a lot. You don't care? Like, no, I care. Oh, like, I was going to say. Like, Bob heard me the other night. I care. Well, just think of it like this. You're stopping bullets from missing you, and they can go off and potentially hurt somebody. So you're absorbing them all. You're yeah, doing one for the community. It. it wasn't so much the bullets that I was absorbing. It was the giant missiles dropping from the sky. <laughs> uh, it sounds like fun. Yeah, I had a good time playing it, which I, you know, I was surprised at. I, I played it that first night and was mm. like, crap, I really like this. Usually when Call of Duty... Like, when they have a new one, I usually pick it up right when it comes out. I play the hell out of it for about two months, and then it gets up on the shelf. See, that's, like, to me, that's fine. Like, yeah. that's the way I play a lot of games. Like, Destiny has been a rare example of a game that I've stuck with for, like, a long, long amount of time. Because usually, once, you know, let's say Battlefield. Like, we used to play Battlefield a ton. Mm-hmm. But, like, Battlefield 3, we'd play till Battlefield 4 came out. And then Battlefield 4, we played for a while until something else came out. And that's the way I've always played first person shooters it was like i'm gonna have fun with this until i'm not having fun with it anymore or mm. just like i'm like all right i'm in the mood for something else what so, about hardline what happened to that everyone just hated it really <laughs> yeah like 
it didn't feel like its own game. It was it was like a mod that they pushed out. Yeah, I mean, I that's a shame because that was supposed to be the one to make up for the other one. In a way, I I liked it. It felt I I could never I could never prove this, but it didn't feel like Battlefield to me. It felt and I've had this discussion before. It felt faster and stuff and and more more like Call of Duty than Battlefield. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had people be like, "You're completely wrong," and that's totally fine. It just it felt different to me, and I I liked. I liked parts of it. I love. I loved that car mode and stuff. But after a while, like nobody really felt like playing it anymore. I mean, I, I played through the campaign. I liked the campaign for its cheesiness and whatever. Uh, oh yeah, wasn't it like a like a cop show kind mm-hmm. of thing? Yeah, it was. It was insane, uh, which was cool to see. And I hope more games do weird stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, oh, that's something else too. So that glitch guy, right? Mm-hmm. If you listen, and people have picked up on this, so when you listen to him when he does the glitch. There's like a voice in the background that says like simulation reset, and it makes you wonder like, is this whole thing in like it like are they in a computer simulation? Is Call of Duty's like multiplayer all like a giant simulation? Because they'll they'll have different versions of that or like world world something reset every time he does the glitch. Call of Duty: The Matrix. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> much what people are thinking right now, which is like a weird meta thing. You could, you know, what the end of the game is they're gonna pan back and you're all gonna be strapped into these, you know, chairs. With VR units, it's going to be a giant uh, Oculus commercial. <laughs> Since we're on the, the topic of first-person shooters, um, did either one of you see the um, Cliff Blazinski game that got revealed today? I did not. Ooh. I saw a th- heading for it, but I didn't click on it. So it's called Lawbreakers, and the, um, he's been working on this since, I think, like July of 2014, and he just debuted the CGI trailer for it He's today. the guy from uh, Gears, Gears of War, isn't he? Yes. Okay, I was so like, that name sounds really, really familiar. Yeah, he left He left Epic to go do his own thing. It's a PC shooter. Okay. Um, he says, you know, other. we'll talk about other platforms later, but main focus right now is PC, and it's weird. So, like, sometime in the future, the, you know, governments go up to the moon, and they're, like, mining on the moon, and they accidentally crack the moon in half. Uh-oh. Like they so, would do, you know? <laughs> and so by doing that, it messes up everything on Earth. Uh, so there's massive earthquakes on Earth that, like, break the land. And for some reason, gravity is never, ever the same. And so I only, only got to watch, like, half the CGI trailer. But the concept is cool. So, like, it's a vertical shooter. So, like, you're constantly – you never want to be on the bottom. You always want to be up top. So it's got, like, guns and jetpacks and stuff. And so, like, one – after – the earth gets cracked eventually they rebuild and they like kind of learn how to deal with the fact that gravity is just completely borked <laughs> until these people called like the law like the, the, the lawbreakers or whatever come in and they start like messing up and like doing bad things and pushing hmm. out drugs and stuff so it's kind of like a weird cops versus criminals game in the future interesting but with no gravity and jetpacks and stuff the concept seems really cool uh but that trailer just debuted this afternoon and i thought it was pretty interesting to check that out and the blazinski pretty cool and Gears of War was pretty cool. I was going to so. say, anybody who came from Gears of War, the game's got to be decent at least. Cliffy B. That's what he prefers. Yes. Wants to change his name like Puff Daddy. <laughs> a little bit. I wonder what it'll go to next. So, so that was uh, well, that Clifford. Was, that was part of it for me. I played a, I played some other things, but uh, I don't know if you want those now or later. No, let's... Uh, I don't know. I you I asked you what you played, uh, and you said the one thing, right? Yeah. So, okay. Pretty much that. And so we'll go. <laughs> we'll stay with you, and then we'll go me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a couple of quick little things, and then you and I will have a big until dawn discussion, yes. and then we'll uh, we'll move on to questions, and then we'll go elsewhere. Elsewhere, indeed. Uh, quickly, I I talked last week about playing that port of Zombie U. Um, it's just called Zombie, which like they really needed to come up with a better name <laughs> for that. Z O M B I. 
Like I just look at the title screen and I'm like, that just looks bad. Also, the game looks real bad. It yep. looked foggy, muddy. Yeah. So uh, you know, it's a it's a port of a Wii U game. So I'm not expecting the game to look great by any stretch of the imagination. And it's just a simple port. Like they were like, we need to get more money, and so like port it over. Completely fine. It's um, I haven't died yet, but from what I've read of people's reviews, it's like a weird kind of roguelike. Like you could die out there, but you have to go get your supplies back. The part about the game that's driving me crazy right now is the way that the game looks, um, not graphically, but the lighting. Uh, Ambience. Yeah. So I, I, I turned it on before to show um, Bob and Steve, and for some reason, like, I mean, imagine waking up, right, in the middle of the night, um, but you know, picture the lights being on. When you first wake up, your eyes are, like, half open, if that, maybe, like, a quarter open. Mm-hmm. Everything's kind of got that fog to it. It's a good way to describe it. Yeah. That's the way the game looks all the time. It doesn't look creepy. Like, it's not, like, dark to where you got to use your flashlight to see. Mm. Everything looks blurry and muddy. Like, we were in our safe our safe house, and um, I, you know, start the game and get out of bed because that's a safe point. You save to sleep. Uh, and it's interesting because they make a weird thing like if you go a certain amount of time without sleeping, the character says this like you're, the guy who's helping you says this to you like if you go to a certain amount of time without sleeping, your decision making goes real bad. <laughs> so I wonder if it, that, that, that's like a game state like if you go a long time without saving, you might start screwing up somewhere. I, honest, I don't know or if that's just reminding you save all the time. <laughs> but like we look at it like an overhead light and there is like a giant pool of just m- fog mists hanging out in front of the light and that like that's not what's happening in the world there's no fog in the world or anything like that everything just looks like hmm. they slapped a, like a toner over it and then threw mud on the screen yeah do you eat in that game uh for health and stuff yeah but like have you eaten anything um oh like a poison or something like that no like i'm saying if maybe I, I don't think this is a part of the game i played it when it was on the wii u for a couple of days and, and didn't end up really caring for it but like if you eat something, your vision becomes clearer kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like you have oh, to keep no. your health up and your, and your my rest health, up no, in order my, to... My health was totally fine, and we just came off the bed, which so that means we saved. Oh. But yeah, like everything just does not look right lighting-wise. Like it just looks like the game is covered in gunk is the best way I could describe it. Yeah. I'm like, I played for like two hours last night, and like it's okay. I, I want to dig further because people like really seem to like that game, so I want to see what's going on with it. And the other thing I played during the week uh, was I got pulled. Uh, I got pulled back into Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. So I beat it. I talked about it on the show last week, and I beat it. And I didn't. Uh, I, I mean, I talked about it last week. I didn't spend like the full time in the game. Like you know, they, people said you know to see everything, it probably takes like six to seven hours, maybe a little bit more, depending on how you know. Um, Are there trophies for that? Yeah, what like time or it just, oh, just the game, in the itself. game itself? Oh yeah, it does. But they're like, we the trophies are so weird. Is it like any platinums or anything? Yeah, there's a platinum for oh, it. Okay. Um, like one here's an example of one of the trophies. Uh, you have to go into a phone booth, close the door behind you, and not do anything for like three minutes. <laughs> Don't there's, play this game. <laughs> yeah, there's literally a just trophy. taking. There, there's there's a bronze trophy for putting the controller down for ten minutes and walking away. <laughs> it, awesome. It's weird. So they're the trophies aren't really like a serious thing in this game at all. Um. But I finished it, and I, you know, I liked it. Um, but it kind of like just stuck with me a little. Like I want, like I wanted to know more about it. Like, what did I miss? Because I beat it, and I kind of got like some closure on some of the stories, but I didn't get it on others. 
So Kotaku had an article that was like, let's deep dive into everybody's gone into the rapture. Um, and so I read the article and immediately wanted to go back into the game. Hmm. Um, there is something in there that I did not notice the first time, probably because like I was just looking for other things and wasn't paying close attention to everything that was going on. And I missed something that I'm going to talk about um, during like game of the year stuff. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it now, but like it's one of the coolest ways of visual storytelling I've ever seen. And I'm, I'm pissed that I missed it the first time. Is this a moment of the year category? It might be for me. Okay. Like there was, there, there, there is something that you have to like visually pay attention to. And if you're not like, if you're like me the first time and you're just like, woohoo, I'm going to keep on walking. You slow walk past it. Yeah, completely. <laughs> um, but yeah, like for a, like a visual storytelling thing, it's super impressive. And the more I read about the game, the more I want to go back and replay it completely and get the platinum just so I can hear every ounce of story because i started paying it like by doing what i was doing going back into the game and trying to bang out some of the trophies and like see some of the things that i didn't see because once i saw this thing online i was like i have to go see that to see how i missed it i I picked up some more conversations from people i missed the first time around and like Mm -hmm. the writing is good like it's good writing and uh you're it's in a way it's visual storytelling without any visuals like, because you're getting silhouettes of people. So you're not actually watching people talk. And you're sort mm. of only getting partially silhouettes. Because it's these these beams of light that every now and then will, f- like, kind of form a person, but kind of not. But you're kind of getting this we- like this beautiful scene in front of you, which sometimes is a person and sometimes it's just light. But the the acting is really good. The, the, the voice acting is top notch. And I, I found the writing to be really good. Like I'm, I'm getting more and more into the game, the more I spend time in it. And like the walking thing is whatever. Oh, and I timed it 15 minutes from start to finish. If you do it the right way. What do you mean? 15 minutes. You could start the game and beat it in 15 minutes. Really? Yeah. You will get nothing out of the story. You won't understand a damn thing. Uh, but yeah, you can beat it in about 15 minutes speed run eat your heart out well no, i wouldn't <laughs> technically call it speed running it's just kind of i'm gonna walk on this road for a while until the road doesn't go any further and then that's it so it's like if jackie were to play that game then basically you just turn around from where the start is and then you beat it that way yeah pretty much <laughs> jackie's like i would never play that ever she played journey in this weekend i really wanted to know what she thought about journey yeah she's playing it for a good long time well she just leaves her console on uh she yeah. leaves the console on for like 30 hours at a time <laughs> in the game. Like, every time I turned on, it was like Journey. I was like, hmm. Would I like everybody's gone to the rapture? Did you play Go Home? Uh, gone Home? No. Okay. You like story stuff though, right? Yeah. Yeah, you would like this then. Mm-hmm. There's, no, like, there's no combat in the game. That's fine. It is just 100% mood, atmosphere, and storytelling. And you have to like kind of go everywhere to get all the story. Like, I feel like I'm playing something like that right now. Way out in the di- no, not like that. Like you have to, we've we've gone back and forth on on the walking speed on the game, but like there is a conversation that is that you know, too <laughs> way on, out there. I've I've watched the game you guys are going to talk about. You freaking you, you you may as well be an Olympic runner. <laughs> oh no! So like, there's a trophy for hearing every conversation in the game, and there's a lot of conversations to be had. But you got to really explore everywhere. So like, sometimes there's stuff like way out in the distance that you got to walk to. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I want to go experience that and go find those conversations that I missed because I think the game is I I I, I think the game's something special. And if you cool. can, you know, if you're a person out there who's like, yeah, I don't know, 
I don't know about this, you know, the no combat thing. It just seems like I, I, last week I called it a walking simulator. Um, it's more than that. The, the, there's, there's something definitely there that I need to explore more of. It's cool that it pulled you back. Yeah, like just that tiny little thing, and I'm super excited to talk about it um, with everybody. Uh, Andy's the one who was actually like, you should go read this article. And he like kind of mentioned to me what was going on, and I didn't realize that, – that's where I didn't realize it. And uh, went to the article, read Kotaku, and was just like, Jesus Christ, I missed a ton of stuff. And even knowing it now, I just mm. want to go see it. That makes two games that are out right now that I don't have that I want to pick up. What's the other it's one? It's going to have to wait until next month. Um, what the hell is it called? Curses, um, curses and chaos, or something. Chaos and curses. I have to look it up. It came out on August eighteenth. Um, it looks a, like graphically, it looks a little bit like if Cave Story became more elaborate. Um, let me see. Curses, and yeah, this is great radio. <laughs> yeah, when, curses, uh, curses and chaos. PS4, PS Vita. Oh, yeah, okay. I've seen that game in the store now. I mean, by the time I can actually get it, it might even be uh, a free game at some point. Oh, I do want to mention to people, um, if you never got around to playing Dishonored... Yeah, it, I never got to play the, that. That is a great game. That's a great game. It's I think it's 40 bucks. The I think it's the Definitive Edition with all the DLC. It just came out on Tuesday. On uh, I think it's on Xbox One and PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a it's a great stealth first-person game. Yeah. Cool. And uh, one of my friends I turned it on to, I was like, you like these type of games, you'll play this. And he de- bought it, downloaded it, and was like, yeah, this is really good. Because the sequel's coming out, and uh, it's a really like underrated game, which yeah. we'll actually get into it's later. It's got a steampunkish feel to it. Oh, I, I, bought, I, I, I used to do some really dumb shit. Like, I bought it, I played it for maybe 20 minutes, and then I put it down, I played something else, really loved that, and I never went back to it, and then ended up trading it in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I can't recommend Dishonored enough. Yeah, All right, it's, it's really good. And that's it for me. Okay, then. Um, man, you're really making me want to play that Gone of the Rapture game. It's super good. And really, I mean, it, the time investment in it mm-hmm. is maybe, like, if you're really into it, like, two sittings. Like, yep. it probably would take six hours to really get a good sense of what's going on. And, uh, you know, you get two, three-hour settings or sittings, and you're done. Right. Yeah, I mean, well, one of the things with you lately is that you just you haven't been able to really zero in on anything. Things haven't been clicking for you. No, and see that that was part of the reason too, where I was kind of just like, I want to get to the end of this because I was like, I realized where I was, and I was like, kind of halfway through. I realized I was like halfway through, and I was like, yeah, like I'm, I, I've got enough of what's going on here, and I kind of knew where the end or I needed to go. Yeah, and I was like, I'm just gonna head there because I have enough of what's going on here. I want to see, I want to see the ending. And so I probably spent like maybe four hours in it. Okay. Um, I think to like actually just do everything and get the platinum in the game, it might take you like 10 hours, 12 hours, something like that. So yeah, it's good stuff. A lot of walking. Lots of walking. All right. But it sounds like it's, it's worth the journey. Yeah, by far. Um, I, I, I didn't think when I turned it off, I'd ever go back to it. Cool. Unless I was just bored one day and was like, let me pop out a couple of trophies. But now I, I, I want to go back. Nice. Um, yeah, so let's see. I haven't been on the show in two weeks. Something two like weeks. that. Something yep. like that. Uh, I played a couple of things. I'll go through my little list here. Uh, so I got Galaxy, and I'm not feeling it. I'm the same. I mean, I, I beat the first season, and I I got the giant mech, and I mm-hmm. haven't gone back to it since. Like, it didn't pull me in. I've, I've, I've sat down with that game on three separate occasions, 
And like I'm like maybe like, I'm gonna really pay attention to like the story, like in the characters, and try to like like the characters. And I'm like I, I'm I not... don't oh that's a, but that's not like a story. No, game I know that's a that's a hundred percent a game. Usually game. the mm-hmm. thing that's screwing me up is the way that you maneuver the the vehicle. I'm so used to, especially after playing the rare replay, of having to compromise for like thrust and using the thrust that if if the engines are facing one way that you go in that direction, or if you're facing the opposite, you go backwards. This is your actually, you can point in the direction that you want to go. That is messing me up so bad. Yeah, the controls are not, they're not simple to get right at all. So, I mean, in a way, they're, they're not hard, but right. it, for some reason, it kind of, if you've played other games like, visually like that, mm-hmm. you're thinking twin stick shooter, and it is not that. Well, that's, that's kind of my problem with it, is like I'm trying to shoot things behind me, but I'm still thrusting forward as yep. I'm shooting backward, and then I'm like running into some kind of flower that explodes, and you know. And look, I've played a lot of these types of games. I understand the territory. I understand the mechanics. Usually, I really love the stuff. But I've gotten to like stage one three, and this is just the prologue. And I'm just sitting down. And like I said, three separate times, I I played it. And I died, and you know I know it takes practice and stuff like that, but I just I don't know if like maybe in a, in a couple of weeks I'll sit down with it, or maybe I need to play it with different people or something like that. But I'm just not not on board with it 100. percent I want to at least get to the mech combat before I decide to shelve it. Yeah, it takes a bit to get there. Like you know, that's the second season, isn't it? The yeah, the second yeah. the second ep- I forget what they're called. They're seasons. Yeah, yeah you're right. Seasons, yeah, right. so. Once you get there, like it, it, it's fun. It changes things, but like mm-hmm. I did the tutorial with it, and just I like I haven't felt the pull to go back. Yeah, I mean, with like with there being you know so much coming out and things, I it, I have a feeling it's just gonna get to be one of those games where it's just sitting in my collection somewhere. Hey, come back to it every once in a while. Yeah, I'll try it. I I honestly like I I enjoy playing games. Like I play I play a lot of couch co op, and I play with people in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more than half the reason why when I'm online and and people invite me to rooms like i'm actually playing with people in a room so i don't jump online to, to be rude with the people i'm hanging out with but um if i play it with them because i've only played it solo so far that maybe if i have an audience or can like we can toss the controller around and see if somebody's better at it than i am and yeah, like, maybe they can tackle that it type in. of game that, that's how i would play that type of game yeah my friend mike i think would uh would get into it and be really good at it he has a knack for those things hmm. um okay so i played that i finally i sat down and I played the tutorials for Rocket League, and I played the beginner stuff, and I played the advanced stuff, and I, I sat in them for about 20 minutes to a half hour just you know, going over the stuff. And then I went back into the game, and I had a lot more fun with it than when I didn't know what I was doing. So yeah. that, I, that tends to happen with Rocket League. I was still playing with a bunch of assholes. <laughs> but Online? Yeah. But that tends to happen in Rocket League. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, as far as my own personal performance, I still haven't scored a goal. I came so damn close, so close, and somebody at the last second booted it out of the way, and I was so pissed. Oh. But um, I've learned to be patient. I've learned to not chase the ball, and I I watch like I watch a lot. I watch people's habits, and I I move around based on that. And after learning some of the controls and stuff like that, it's way better than when I had first played it. Yeah. So it's more in depth than you think. Than mm-hmm. than you. Oh, initially it's a lot. Think. It's a lot more in depth. I love and and I'm still watching some of the uh, streams, 
and some of like the more crazy players. Like yeah. th- there's some insane stuff going on in that game. So Kotaku ran an article the other day um, about the, the these world championships for Rocket League. Like the first championship thing of Rocket League. And it was a 30-minute, not match, but there were a couple of games. Like I think it was like best of three. It was 30 minutes, and the play in there was insane. (laughs) I was watching, uh, because they have the spectator mode now, so they were able to flip from car to car. Yeah. Man, a dude, one of the dudes playing goalie was just, like nothing got past him. And they must have taken, on on the game I'll say like 10 shots on goal that I would have never had a chance of blocking any of them. Hmm. And he just sniffed out everyone and sent it back flying the other way. And they had the like, they were flying, like saving their boosts to be able to fly up to the top of the actual map where the, the ball would be after a bounce and like hit it down towards the goal. He would still save it. I'll never be good at that. I'll, <laughs> I'll never be good like that in that game. That's crazy. I don't think I'll ever be good in that game, but it's so much fun. I don't even know how they go about filming that kind of stuff because there's so much going on at once. Like who do you follow? In a in a case like a game like that, um, I think it's like in the same way of like in any other spectator mm. uh, spectator game. It's like you would, you know say there are people watching you. They would watch their favorite players. Yeah. Um, but they do like a real nice job of like changing it around and then giving you different views. Try um, to stay up with the ball where yeah. the action is. Yeah, and going back to the goalie and stuff because I mean some of the maneuvers that they're doing to to, to save these things is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see what else did I play. Uh, two of my favorite Blizzard games have received major updates, so that's been a lot of fun. Heroes uh, has a new character named Karazim. He is the monk from he Diablo. Is super OP, from what I'm hearing, isn't he? I haven't. I don't know that he's OP. He's pretty squishy. Is he? Like he puts out a lot of hurt, but he's very, very squishy from what I've seen. I have not bought him. Uh, he's expensive right now. He's like fifteen grand in gold. Mm-hmm. Um, I have about thirty-one. Wow, I just sound like Daffy Duck just now. <laughs> uh, I have about thirty-one grand in my uh, bank, but uh, I don't necessarily want to spend it because there's a different character called Rexar uh, that's coming out. He's a dude that has like a uh, like a war bear, like an huh. armored war bear. That on top of his regular attacks, he commands a bear that just shreds everybody in the lanes. Yikes. Cool. Yeah. So, um, and then they have two other characters that are coming out, one from StarCraft, uh, two from StarCraft, actually. But um, Mm -hmm. anyway, so Heroes, as of today, has a new map uh, with all kinds of new uh, activities and conditions. Um, It's a good time. They they, they tweak the game a little bit. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I finally got my Sylvanas to 10, got her master costume, and I got to 40, which is the max level uh, for that. And they're running an event in conjunction with uh, Diablo 3, which also, as of yesterday, uh, finally received its 2.30 update, which added just tons of new stuff, a whole new area for the game that's quite large uh, for just a regular update. It's not like paid content. It's pretty big. Um, A new thing called the Kunai Cube that actually allows you to extract um, attributes from legendary items and affix them to your character as a passive. So you can, like, if you find something that gives you, you know, 697% weapon damage for 10 seconds whenever you're engaged in an elite group, you can permanently have that and affix that to your character. And if you have the materials to do it, you can stack the attributes. So you can keep finding stuff around the world, and if you don't want to wear it, you you can take the ability off of it and put it in your character as a passive, and th- and then break down the the uh, 
thing for materials. Cool. Huh. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, there's just uh, tons and tons. Of, my, my girlfriend and I are freaking out because we play this. I played this game so much over when I was in Canada this past week. I saw you on all the time. Yep. That's an interesting approach to it. Most games usually have like a reskin for the weapon where you keep the attributes. This sounds like it's mm-hmm. doing the reverse. You're pulling the attributes out and you can put it on whatever else you want. Yeah. Uh, this Friday starts uh, their fourth season, which is basically you enter into the game at a zero uh, level character, and you basically, it's like a race to the top. Whoever huh. is doing the most damage, getting the most experience, has the highest level, has the highest paragon level from zero, there are leaderboards, and you can see all around the world of people racing to get to the top within the amount of time for the season. Mm. And um, they, so that's Friday on the consoles, and if you get. When you get to 70, you actually unlock a brand new mount for Heroes of the Storm. So they're doing like that cross-promotion game-playing thing. So as of Friday, I'll be playing Diablo 3 on the consoles and on the PC to get uh, the mount. Cool. But, I mean, getting to 70 will take me nothing. It'll it'll be a weekend, and I'll have it. Um, Wow, you level up that fast? Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude, I, I, I shred that game. I've been playing Diablo since the first one, and uh, I'm pretty good at it by now. So it's just a matter of putting in the time and finding the right the right gear. Yeah. And uh, but if I have a couple of friends that want to play it too, so you get the mounts for uh, for heroes. So if we all team up, we'll get um, like experience bonuses and stuff like that. Oh, okay. It'll be nice. And um, yeah, I mean, oh, and they also announced. Well, they didn't announce it, but Blizzard is kind of going back to the drawing board on bringing the full seasonal content to consoles because so far the consoles only receive the updates; they don't get the seasonal content. And the seasonal content has tons of stuff in it that's not in the console versions. But um, just this past week or the past like three days or so, uh, one of the main dudes from Blizzard just says that they're, like, they're having meetings about it and they're trying to figure out how they can do it um, because there has just been a huge, huge demand. They didn't expect the game to do as well as it did on consoles. And people love playing it on their Xbox One and PS4. So, you know, Blizzard is usually a company that takes care of their players so they're going to try to find a way to implement the seasons which is awesome um what else did i play i talked about that and that uh the only other game that i played besides uh the big one we'll talk about in a few minutes is uh i played pac-man 256 i played it what'd you think that was all right i like crossy road better what yeah i mean it was cool i mean cool idea uh how long did you play it for uh, i probably probably put on like 15 20 minutes into it okay not like a ton of time. Did you um, get like some of the power ups? I haven't used any of it yet. I don't know. I I I just I'm playing well, regular Pac Man on it. Well, you can't play regular. It's not a regular Pac Man game. Yeah, no. It just lasts long enough. It kind of turns into it. I got like a pretty decent score. I think I don't remember what it is, but I, I tried to look like go see if I could find what my score was. But like I I don't know. I lasted like my game lasted like ten minutes. All hmm. right. Uh, for those of you listening that don't know what Pac-Man 256 is, it's a mobile game from uh, the company Hipster Whale, uh, the people that put out... <laughs> That's a great name for a company. <laughs> their, uh, their icon for it, their mascot's really cool, too. Yeah, I'll show it to Bob, I have it. Um, so they put out Crossy Road, and now they are putting out Pac-Man 256, and what it is, is it's a top-down, uh, infinite maze Pac-Man game that keeps going so long as you don't die, uh, either from the ghosts... Or the whole catch of this and why it's called Pac-Man 256 is because back in the day, 256, if you actually reached that in the arcades, that was the glitch level that everything would just go to crap and, you know, couldn't play anymore. 
So the whole deal is that from the bottom of the stage, you that glitch is rushing toward you the whole time. So it's chewing away at the bottom of the board, and you have to make your way up as Pac-Man, collecting pellets and collecting power-ups. Uh, you get lasers, which if you eat the laser, you can shoot a laser beam out of your mouth for a couple of seconds. Uh, if you pick up the ice cube, you can freeze the ghosts. They'll move you know, far slower than they normally would. But here's a tip for you guys. When you freeze the ghosts, do not try to eat them. Even if you have one of the power pellets that allows you to eat them normally, you will die if you try to eat them when they're frozen. <laughs> so apparently Pac-Man like breaks his teeth on them or something. And he, indigestion. So um, <laughs> it's not a pay-to-play game. You do get lives, but you do run out of them, and you run out of them rather quickly if you, if you just have a couple of bad rounds. Um, you can purchase up to 12 uh, lives for like a few bucks or... Uh, for seven ninety nine, which is pretty much like purchasing the game, uh, you get an infinite amount of Pac-Mans. So you can play the game whenever, however long you want. And uh, the object is just to keep, you know, getting the highest score that you can. Come on, man. You, that, that laser is awesome. I didn't even know what it did. I'm if, playing if it right you, now. If you point it at the ghosts, they go poof. Cool. That's that glitch happens. looks like the, the glitch zones from uh, Axion Verge. Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I was just looking at it. I was like, that looks very familiar. Um, I really like it. I really, I'm a huge Pac-Man fan from back in the day, and I like little like pocket games to play, just something you could throw yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sick and tired of all the other garbage that I have on my phone. I have no more Monument Valley left. Do you have Championship? Did Championship DX or EX, whatever it was, come to mobile? Uh, no, I don't have know. Have you ever played no. Championship? Oh, my God, Steve. Uh, do you still have your PS3 hooked up? I have, yeah. Yeah, uh, so go home, go to the store, and type in Pac-Man Championship. I think it's DX. Oh, I have that. Yeah, that game is amazing. Oh, it is. Yeah, no, it's hmm. absolutely amazing. Yeah. They, you need know, make, I have, they need to make more of those. I have more or less all the Pac-Man games uh, from, like, Ms. Pac-Man up. I even liked the, uh, like, back in the day, my dad used to bring me to Nathan's, uh, and I would play the side-scrolling Pac-Man, like, the uh, Pac-Man Adventure. Oh, yeah. And, um... Like, he's walking around in the woods and stuff like that, jumping on people. It's kind of like Mario-style 2D mm -hmm. Pac-Man. You ever see it? Yes, okay. I've seen it. The last Pac-Man game I played was, I think it was Mr. Mr. Pac-Man vs. Mrs. or something like that. It was in Dave & Buster's. It was like a huge console. You could play a multiplayer. Whoa. So you never played the... Did, did you like original Pac-Man, like, playing it and stuff? Yeah, it was okay. It the, was never really big in my thing. Those Championships DX versions are awesome because they have, like, score attack modes and stuff where there's, like... A hundred ghosts out on the screen. Yeah, you're talking about the one where if you eat one and then they propel you forward, and it's just like a like a swath. Yeah, let me see. Wow, it it's up. it's fucking awesome. It's really good. <laughs> um, yeah, I do remember that. I bought that on two different consoles. I think I did too. Nice. Yeah, it was a free download at one point as well. It was one of the free games for whatever. There's another game that's kind of like uh, Pac. Was it uh, something with the cat? It was on the PS. Picks, picks the cat. Picks the cat. Yeah, where you have to collect the ducks, and then you yeah. have to put them back into the holes really quickly. Yep. Yep. Uh, blah blah blah. Let me see. All right, so that's it. I mean, that's it for me. Aside from the the big to do, um, until dawn dropped this past Monday night at midnight, and uh, both Bob and myself picked it up. Bob, you have finished the game. Oh yes. You're a madman. Uh, how long was it? Uh, I gotta say it's about nine hours. That's been pretty wow. Okay, so I'm about I guess three, four hours into it myself. Mm. All right, how many chapters? Do you remember? I believe that's 
I want to say 10, ten or eleven, something like that. It's right around there. I All think right. there's ten. I'm in like chapter four or five, I okay. believe. Um, I'm at the I'm at the point where um, I won't. We won't go into any spoilers. We know that you know not a lot of people have played. Yeah, that's the Pac-Man game. That game rules. God, I'd play this game right now if I could, if it was on my PS4 or Xbox. <laughs> God, I love this game. They should uh, they should bring that over to the uh, to the PS4. I'd buy it again in a heartbeat. Yep. It's so good. Um, yeah, so if you guys haven't played Pac-Man DX, do it. Uh, so no spoilers. Uh, no, no, no story-specific spoilers. We are going to talk about the game, general impressions and stuff like that. Um Bob, you you haven't really talked yet. What do you what are your impressions of the game? What do you think? I am absolutely loving this game. That is the correct answer. Like I I left it and at work all day long all I could think about is I need to get home. I want to finish playing this game. He was quite insufferable that day. Yes. <laughs> I was listening to the music from the soundtrack all those you really? Yeah. I'm like, "Oh, this game, man." All right. So what it, what do you what do you love so much about it? Hold on. First of all, mm-hmm. I, were you like me in that like you bought this game hoping that it would be good. Like I saw, the, I waited to hear the review scores, mm-hmm. and I saw that like generally it was pretty high, like seven, seven point five. But then I started seeing like nine point five out of ten from people I actually like follow, and like uh, the Jimquisition gave uh, the game a nine point five out of ten. Yeah, I know how picky and assholey he can be, mm-hmm. and I I love that guy anyway. But um. That kind of woke me up to, like, I should play this. Yeah. And I brought it home, and it's so awesome. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I couldn't stop playing it. They Just everything about it, just they did it right. I got to say, it's hard for me to say a game had hit everything perfect, but they did it. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, I mean, for me, it's so... A couple of the complaints that I've read online, uh, people are complaining that it's too much like a 90s horror movie and that the dialogue is bad the uh the characters are like every cliche and there's too many jump scares and stuff like that i love that stuff though (laughs) i know here's the thing that i don't i don't understand people bring these arguments to the table Mm -hmm. and i mean your opinion is your opinion you can you know you're free to have it that's part of the whole deal but you're you're complaining about the game being exactly what it's supposed Supposed to to be, be It, 90s, like, what was it? What the hell is that guy's name that did the Scream movies? Williamson, Kevin Williamson, or something yeah, like so. that? That's what those movies are. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the there's a killer. I mean, I don't even know how many killers there are. I don't know if there's more than one because I've seen different killers, where, or at least different mm-hmm. costumes, different masks. Um, the first one in the very beginning, it looks kind of like the dude from uh, My Bloody Valentine. Yeah. So like a, like a minor the minor mask with the little vent in the front yeah and uh, the blow t- uh, the giant blowtorch and <laughs> and all of that stuff but um like yeah the dialogue is a little bit cheesy at times but that's those movies are cheesy I was gonna say have you seen one of the like it I feel like it takes roots from like Psycho The yeah. Shining there's some like uh, Saw Scream Scream yeah stuff like that I mean it, it has roots in all of that and. Those, if you like the horror genre, that's they hit it on the nose. <laughs> I thought a lot about. Uh, I know what you did last summer mm-hmm. when uh, when I was playing this game. So, um, I mean, it's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. 
everything about it. The the atmosphere is incredible. The music is great, but the character models are. I mean, oh, yeah, there's some of the best I've ever seen. If you watch, uh, there's a behind the scenes thing where they talk about some of the the voice actors. Mm-hmm. The voice actors look almost identical to the characters they portrayed. Well, I just it's funny that like most of them are actual real actors. Yeah, they? yeah. Like I all right. So I was away in Canada and. Um, one of the things my girlfriend and I started doing, we started watching the show called Mr. Robot. First of all, I've heard only great things about that show. We've only watched one episode. We watched like the pilot and I'm in. Is Christian Slater in that? Yes. And it's good? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Weird. Saved by the Bell. <laughs> no, not <laughs> that. Oh. Christian Slater. Oh, is, I was thinking that name and that? I was like, that's what really old. No, you're thinking A.C. Slater. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Stands for Albert Clifford. Good, uh, way. good one, Bob. <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Robot's really good if you guys are looking for a new show. It's a USA show. There's about maybe 10 episodes out by now, uh, maybe nine. But um, I watched the pilot episode, and I'm I'm in 100%. But here's the thing. like I started playing Until Dawn, and I, like, I shot up in my seat. I was like, holy shit. I'm like... That's the dude. Like, that is the main character from Mr. Robot. And I'm, like, squinting, and I'm looking at him, and it looks mm-hmm. exactly like him. It, I mean, it, it almost doesn't even look like a rendered character. It looks yeah. like him. And it's amazing. The, the, the facial expressions are incredible. The syncing is really good. I mean, it's not perfect, but it's pretty damn close. Mm-hmm. I've seen some pretty horrendous uh, game sync oh, in, yeah. in my day. And um, in my day, <laughs> but um, back in my 70? day, I'm 34, man. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, oh my god, I mean this, this stuff, this like genre. Like, I've been waiting for this game to come out for a very long time. Not mm-hmm. just in like it's announced in its announcement, but in theory, I've been waiting for this game to come along. I've always wanted a horror movie style setup. With a stalker killer, you know, some elaborate plot thing, but the technology was never there to do it well. Yeah. So you've got, you know, the dude from Mr. Robot, uh, Ward from a- Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. is in the game. Uh, Hayden Panettiere is one of the characters. And um, even the dude that's in like every movie under the sun. He always plays like a gangster or he plays some kind of sleazy bad guy. Yeah, you know who I'm mm-hmm. talking about, yep. right? He's in the he big, in, he's in, in the Big Lebowski. He was in Prison Break. Yep. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's got kind of like that like weird like French accent kind of. I can't remember his damn name. I'll find it. But uh he's in he's the the nihilist in the mm-hmm. Lebowski. We cut off your Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. That's him. <laughs> so so he's in it, so that means it's automatically good. Um, I'm kidding. He's got he's got a weird role in this game though. Like I, you know, you probably know. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't. And so the deal is, is that in between these chapters, you're being interviewed by this guy. And what's his name? His name is uh, Peter Stormare. There you go. He's been in oh my god, Twenty Two Jump Street, Fargo, Everything. Big Lebowski, Bad <laughs> Fargo, Boys. That's right. I mm-hmm. mean, that's just some of the stuff. He he's was the been big in. guy in Fargo. Uh, here you go. Um, trying to think of like I'm mostly grabbing Brett Dalton is in this uh, looking for people that I recognize like I recognize Jordan Fisher and some of these other actresses and uh, obviously Hayden Panettiere or whatever however you say her name but yeah like mm-hmm. you're gonna see these people and be like I know that guy the Mr. Robot dude was also uh, Achman Ra uh, in, yeah. in uh, the Night of the Museum movies for all you parents out there 
So he's an interesting dude. I watched a quick look of this on Giant Bomb. They played it for like an hour. It, they were in Chapter 5. So I've seen everything that... Well, not everything that can happen in Chapter 5, but I've watched a bunch of decisions get made in Chapter 5. We're going to get you to play it. You and Jackie. Yeah, like, we're going to stream it on Twitch. I don't like scary stuff at all. I don't watch horror movies. and I, I, I get jump scares a lot. But it, like, it, looks in, it looks like enough to like make me want to sit down and at least try it. It is... It's definitely worth playing. It's gonna it's gonna come up during the end of the year stuff. Yep. Game for of the year sure. for me, definitely. Like for sure, it's gonna come up. It's it in a couple of different categories, um, and it's really engrossing. Like, you know, if you're into horror movies or you're like you buy into the whole thing of these kids going out to this cabin, um, oh, we should probably if people don't know the story, we should probably recap the story. Um, couple friends, how many are there? Like six, eight. Uh, let's see. Quick rundown. It is literally your horror, teen horror, like slasher movie like nine, I think. synopsis. Okay. Yeah, you kids go out to a woods to go have sex in the woods at a cabin. It's a party, and there's a killer yeah. out there that's gonna murder them all. There's other. I know there's other things going on, but that's the yeah. basic synopsis for it, right? Yeah, you're there. There was an accident um, at this big this big party going on at this this like rich kid's house, and um, they pull a prank. And, you know, the girl goes running off into the woods and her sister runs after her because she's responsible and so on. And, you know, something happens to them. And you're basically the game takes place a year later where the brother invites everybody back to the camps, um, the the lodge. And uh, the whole idea is that we're not going to let, you know, what happened last year dictate, you know, our good times and our spirits. Yeah, we, you know, bring closure, the anniversary. So it's one year later from the accident and everybody's back and so is the killer. Or is it somebody else? I don't know. Bob knows. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to know. Don't tell me. Nope, yeah. not saying a word. <laughs> um, but like the the whole the whole game is um, like based off of the, the idea of the butterfly effect. Yeah. Where, you know, if a butterfly flaps its wings today... A week from now, there could be a storm elsewhere. So everything that you do, every choice you make has a branching path, and they show it in a really, really cool way. They do cram the idea of it being a butterfly effect down yep. your throat on a number of occasions. Repeatedly. Yeah. <laughs> like, remember, remember what we told you. Like, yeah, we got it. We got it the first time. It's all right. I did like how they kind of showed it in the, the intro. Like, with I the like butterfly the wing, and they were showing yeah. the, the veins going through it, and that was like telling you your choices act like the veins in there. They split. Everywhere you go. Yeah, I do know that just from watching the, the look on uh, the quick look on Giant Bomb, uh, Brad was talking with Jason about it, and so he was replaying a level he had already played, and he's like, "I'm going to make completely different choices than I made the first time." Mm-hmm. At the end of that that stage or level, whatever they call it in the game, uh, he was kind of blown away because he was like, "Wow, like my mm-hmm. character is not like is not here, like." There, something else completely different is going on with everything than he had already experienced. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I kind of want to replay it and take it from this point now. Yeah. I'm curious because, I mean, I am at the start of, I think, chapter either four or five, and I've only lost one person <laughs> so far. How many people did you lose, Bob? Uh, I'm going to picture you lost everybody. <laughs> did you lose everybody? No. No, 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 no. I, I finished with two. Two left. Wow. Yeah, I was... Champion of men, this guy over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I mean, I was paying very close attention, and I had two other sets of eyes playing this game with me uh, mm-hmm. last night. So, um, not last night, the night before. 
but um, I like I I like I touched everything. I collected everything. Every time that we saw the like the little sparkle in the environment, you know, you have to walk over to it and press X to interact and whatever. Mm. Um, there was one thing that everybody was like, "Oh, you got to go do that. You got to go do that." And I'm like, "I I will." I'm like, "I'll, I'll do it." I'm like, "I just I need to you know I'm gonna touch this first, and then I'm gonna go over here. I'm gonna touch that and see what that is." And I didn't, I didn't do that one thing. And it looked pretty significant, but I figured, hey, you know, I'm walking around. I have time. I'll go over to it. I triggered a cutscene, and because I chose to interact with those two things first, mm-hmm. I didn't interact with this other thing, which created a scenario where I could no longer do something about this one character. You probably know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Okay. So, and then all of a sudden, everything you know, went to shit. But here's the thing. There's so many opportunities before that where there was like, there like there was one time where I had two characters that were trying to get back to a cabin or get back to the lodge and they had gotten lost and they had to go through a mine shaft. Right. And one of the characters uh, jumps down into the mine shaft, but she, they fall into it. Right. And it was, you had a choice. You could either be heroic and help them or you can suggest that they go and do this thing. But if you'd suggested that they push the minecart, they wouldn't they wouldn't be strong enough to push it. And so I chose to jump down and be heroic and help them. So with the two of us, we could push it together, mm-hmm. but not with the one person. But when I jumped down, the killer was right behind me, like in the like the the doorway to the outside or whatever you want to call it. Um, the entrance to the cave, and you saw him standing back there. Had I told her, like, oh, just go and do this, and I'm still standing up there, that might have been the end of that character right there. So I'm really curious as to going through it again and again and selecting different things. How early is the killer revealed, or how, like, early is the killer a factor in this game? Mm -hmm. And are there other cutscenes where you're now alone and this guy rushes into the party and changes the whole damn game? Also, did you notice... When they show every character, there's traits to every character. Yeah. Like, it'll say loyal, or it'll give you a couple of different traits, and you'll get scored on that based on how you play those characters. Like, if you don't act like the way that those characters act, you'll see there's a relationship thing in the status window under stats. You'll see it slide back away from where it was supposed to be. That's why I'm losing, like, cred with with some Uh people. So that'll also affect how how your relationships are formed among the characters. Yeah, That didn't even occur to me that you need to use, like, their base stats and make your decisions based on, damn. And they they call you out on it, too. Yeah, they totally do. Yeah, from what I saw, there was a guy and girl, and... uh, uh, there, I, you know, since I haven't played the game or whatever, I assume that they're in a relationship, and so the way that it was being played when I was watching, like their relationship was going down, mm-hmm. and they were mis- mistrusting each other and things like that. And there's like he's like, I, when I played this before, it wasn't this way. Yeah. So sounds like uh, Emily and what's his face. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no spoilers. No spoilers for people. Ah, oh, it's so good. It's so good. I didn't expect it to be this good. I was really hoping mm-hmm. that it would be. But I bought it being like, all right, like hopefully it's something like decent. 
I haven't had a good horror game. I haven't played The Evil Within yet, and apparently the patch fixed a lot of things. I was going to say, I bought that game thinking that that was going to be a great horror game, mm-hmm. and I played it for a little while, and I just it felt like I was forcing myself to just keep playing. It didn't have any hook for me whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It was like, ah, oh, i got to play this game. Just I've to- heard mixed things. Our friend, uh, I believe Joe State, was actually um, telling me that they had done like a major patch to it that cleared up a lot of the gameplay and changed a few things even about the game. Uh, I bought it the day it came out. Mm-hmm. I still haven't played it, and that was like last year easy. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, if you guys are at all curious about Until Dawn, I mean, I totally pick it up. Fully, fully, fully recommend that you do. Uh, it's one of my favorite games of the year the, for sure. It's the best horror game out so far on the PS4. Yes, that is. Yeah, I would Hands definitely down. agree with that for sure. So yeah, uh, let's take a few questions. Sure. And then we'll uh Well, Bob, I, I know that you're still playing Ark. Yes. But uh, did anybody ever reach back to you? Did you pick out anybody's thing? Oh, uh, yes. Speaking week? of the Ark competition, I'll give you a quick little rundown on Ark. Uh, we had a couple of updates. They added some new dinosaurs to the server, too, which is kind of nice. Oh, by the way, uh-huh. I really love what you did with the, the dinosaurs with the talking uh, games oh, yes. podcast. Oh, yes. Everyone, awesome. Everyone's got a dinosaur. Are you on there? Um, I have to make one for myself. Oh, I think I'm going to get the in- monkey. You're in the game. I think uh, that's okay. No, no, no. I'm gonna get them. Uh, they got a new, uh, new monkey coming this Friday on the patch. It's just a little, <laughs> little monkey. He runs around and flings poo. Can I fly better yet? Oh yes, you All can fly right. better. We upgraded some stats. You can now fly longer. Nice. Who's who's winning in the battle royale? Uh, let's see. I think Jackie's currently one level higher than Justin, but by only like a very, very little bit. She'll love that. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yes, on the ARC competition, we have a winner, being that seems the only one person responded back to this. Uh, let's see. Let me bring up that little page right here. Silence. Yeah, silent. Yeah. We got Andrew Cater, which is at Caterade. Uh, it looks like uh, you got the win for this. It says your item would be a case of beer. 32 cans count as one thing, right? And I would give you a thumbs up and say yes. Uh, so I, when, last week when you said that you were going to do that, I'm like, I, I know instantly who's going to win. They're either contained Anybody? in the plastic strap or in a box. So it's still considered one item. I knew whoever put down beer would win. <laughs> so Andrew, we'll, uh, we'll DM you the code Yeah, the definitely. Uh, send us in your email. We'll get you over it. And uh, yeah, we, ha- we also got some questions as well. Uh, let me go back a little bit. Uh, let's see here. It's in my photos. Here we go. Uh, we got a question from Ross Monroe, who is at Ross underscore Monroe 27. Uh, if PlayStation did a replay super backwards compatible game, what original game, uh, would you want? So the way that we read this question was, I I originally thought he was talking about like, if we wanted to do it like a rare replay for the, like for PlayStation, what we'd pick. But I think what we're going to do is just going to pick like a game for us to like, you know, if they were going to remaster one or if they could have one that was, you know, you could play on your PS4 right now from the, you know, the history of PlayStation, what would it be? And he he says he would like to play Crash Bandicoot um, 1 and 2. Well, being that we just heard from you guys before all about this stuff, how about Pac-Man going on that? (laughs) Sure, that would work. That would be cool. Um Although you could probably get the original Pac-Man from the PSN store. Yeah, probably. Um, You know, if... It's hard because they've taken a lot of those games and made it so you could download and play them. Like, I mean, you know, my go-to answer is always Twisted Metal 2. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could download and play Twisted Metal 2. But just I would like to see a remastered version of that game uh, come out because it is hard to look at. And it, <laughs> yes. it was, there was a game with Bruce Willis, man. I can't remember what it was called. 
I want to say it's the one. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure I'm wrong on that. I missed a game with Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis in it. This is a PS Did you hear the latest Bruce Willis news? No, I can't say that I have. <laughs> he uh, apparently got fired from the latest Woody Allen movie because <laughs> he can no longer remember his lines. <laughs> so Just let him make it up. He's good enough. I don't know what's going on with uh, Brucey. There was, but yeah, there was a Bruce. There was a Bruce Willis. It was called Apocalypse. I gotta go look up this game now. Uh, yeah, it was on PS One. It was just this like insanely weird. Uh, I think quarter I view this. down, like um, you know, over the shoulder view, but from like three quarters back, and he had these crazy guns. Uh, and I remember sitting down and like playing this game completely from start to finish in like I think one sitting because <laughs> I didn't have a memory card back then. And uh, I totally remember this game. I Holy can't remember crap. anything about the story. I just remember, like, li- for some reason, really liking it. Uh, but I think it's te- I- I- looking back. I-, I think it's a terrible game. <laughs> um, at least people thought it was back then. And uh, yeah, like th- that's the game I would I would just to see what what I remember liking about it. I'd like to play these graphics. Oh yeah, those graphics. PS One. Man, he looks like a funhouse mirror. <laughs> he does. Bob, what about you? Seven what? out of ten from IGN. Hey. That's not bad. I'd like to see uh, Spyro take a comeback. Sure. I like Spyro. I remember playing Spyro. I think everybody played that game at one point. It was great. Spyro was good stuff. Uh, Steve? Uh, You wrote something down, so hopefully you actually wrote it down. Yeah, no, I have a couple, actually. Um, My number one thing that I would like to see, and I would like to see it as a collection, both one and two, uh, Fear Effect, I think would be fantastic. Have you ever seen Fear Effect? No. Fear Effect is a action shoot. Uh, um, I don't even call it. Th- yeah, it is third person. Uh, here, I'm gonna bring it up here. Um, female protagonist, and it is. It was insanely hard. Insanely hard. Like you, you. It's one of those games that you die, like almost immediately. Oh, okay. I've seen this. Game. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it's it's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, the story was really good. The characters were really cool. The combat was decent, and I think if they remastered it, that it would just be, it would be awesome. It would be awesome. I would love to play. I I don't really remember a whole lot about it. I just remember it st- sticking with me uh, throughout the years. As far as like having a really good time with it, I still have my uh, my PS2, and I probably still have this game. I should dig it out, see if it's as good as I remember. All I remember is it being really hard. If you got an 80 gig PS3, it's backwards compatible, all the way back down to one. Yeah, I do. I have I have my um, day one PS2, mm-hmm. uh, and it still works. Yeah, nice. I actually gave away uh, mine to my sister. She has it for the kids. Nice. Uh, other games I would like I would like a uh, Gex collection, or particularly Gex Enter the Gecko. Uh, I think that would be fun in line with the the Crash Bandicoot and Spyro age of platforming and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh the ghost in the shell game from the playstation days where you're running around in the spider yes and and everything crawling on walls and stuff like that that was a fun game uh and the other thing would be parasite eve parasite eve was a great game yeah i remember, I had good I remember seeing people play that parasite eve was good i'm surprised that, that that really never went anywhere they screwed it up when they brought out uh third birthday mm-hmm. on the vita like everybody wanted that for so long and it came out and it was just this chaotic shooter that had absolutely just zero spirit from where the uh, series had originated. And I, I think it turned a lot of people off. Asking both of you, have you seen a Vita game that you've really been like, this is a great Vita game? 
Anything you can think of off the top of your head? Random, but okay. Uh, mm. Yeah, I mean, I, there, there's been a couple that, like, a strict Vita game. Just a strict Vita game that you were like, wow, this is, like... Tearaway was great. Perfect for me to play, you know? Tearaway was really good, and I think the PS4 version is coming out in, I think, September or October, mm-hmm. but it's it was a Vita exclusive that was fantastic. Hmm. Portable Katamari, man. Okay. Can't, can't beat it. Can't beat it. Uh, I mean, and go- Uncharted Golden Abyss was good as well. Um, but like now the Vita is like a, you know, it's a indie machine Yeah, for the most part. I was trying to think of some games that were really great off the top of my head and I just can't really come down to anything that it was like made me worth buying the system. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's, that's the thing now. I mean, oh yeah, Steve's looking at it now, like right now, like top 25. Ali Ali 2 is actually really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ali Ali 2, uh, Child of Light. A lot of these are, are downloadable. Terraria. My friends have been playing a lot of Terraria the last couple of days. I've never played it, but from it's fun. they're obsessed. Yeah, we played it on the PC when it was yeah. out in beta. It doesn't look like something that I would get into. A lot of micromanagement. Mm-hmm. I don't really have the stones for that anymore. But well, we got a we got a second question from Ross sure. as well. Uh, and this one is, uh, what podcast do you guys listen to? Uh, I listen to a bunch. Uh, I only listen to a few. <laughs> so this is in my podcast feed. Um, I listen to Match Three and Three, uh, three Beers Deep. Um, anything associated with Giant Bomb, uh, the Beast Cast, um, Giant Bomb Presents, Giant Bomb Cast, uh, is keep going on the on the games one Radio Radar, which is Games Radar Plus, kind of funny Games Cast, um, Rooster Teeth, uh, Quality Control from Polygon. Sometimes I listen to DLC, uh, Game Informer Show. Sometimes uh, Game Scoop, Unlocked, and Beyond. Those are all the video game podcasts I listen to. Not, not every week, but like, you know, I listen to Game Scoop every week, um, Beyond and Unlocked sometimes. You know, when there's a game that I really want to hear a discussion on, I'll listen to like a bunch of different ones. I listen to iFanboy, Comic Vine, uh, a lot of other sports podcasts, Baseball Tonight, Dan Patrick, um, Grantland Sports, a lot of Mets stuff. Um, Do you listen to the comics podcast anymore? Yeah, I still listen to the comic book show. Ah. Because I know you guys. What so about the most important one? Talking games. I don't listen to us talk. <laughs> I listened to like the first couple episodes and was like, I can't hear my voice. I listen anymore. to the episodes that I'm not on. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the, yeah, the ones that I'm not on, I, I listen to you guys as well. Talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> what um, a guy. Yeah, but it's hard to listen to the comic book podcast now because I know you guys so well that it's like when you guys are wrong, I'm like, you guys are a bunch of idiots. Dude, wait until you hear what we did last night. Oh, I know you guys did the radio I show. Was, no, but you have no idea. We were dying, absolutely dying. There's going to be an uncut version of it that people that were listening live last night from the Patreon got to hear. Holy shit, man. I, tears. Constant <laughs> yeah, I tears. Had, I saw your post that you were crying. I was crying. I was crying the whole time. Stephanie is insane. She is absolutely insane. She and is. she, yeah, but she really, like she went full bore last night and it <laughs> was a riot. People are, people are going to love it. What about you? Oh, me? Yeah. Um, I Honestly, I, I listen to the Giant Bomb podcast. I listen to the Beast cast. And uh, the only other podcast I think I've ever listened to of something that I wasn't associated with is the Serial podcast. That um, If you guys haven't checked that out, you should. And evidently, there's a new one that's like continuing the, the case. That uh, I'm going to wait till it's finished and then, uh, and then dig into it. But... Um, for me, it's always it's music. Like whenever I have the opportunity to listen to anything, I listen to music. I don't really listen to, and I'm so behind 
on my podcast, I can't keep up with them because some of them are so long that I end up like skipping the last 25 minutes of one here and there. And I don't like listen to the emails from uh, the giant bombcast, which sometimes they're the best part is like the best stuff. So, I mean, I, I try to, but I mean, as of right now, I'm probably like a good five weeks behind. So it's, I've got to catch up. It's easier for, for me. Cause like, you know, I 40 hours a week at work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of time to listen to stuff. Yeah. I mean, I can have them on in my house and stuff, but like I'm in my car a lot. Uh, I'm writing a lot, so I, I can't I can't listen to somebody talking. I can listen to music. Um, I can listen to music when I'm reading, but I can't listen to people talking if yeah. I'm trying to work. Yeah. What about so. you, Bob? Uh, I don't listen to too many podcasts. I mean, I'll do the ones that of the games I'm playing. Like when I was back back playing Eve, we used to listen to uh, a lot of not a lot of news. Um, There's another Eve one. Um, basically, uh, Giant Bomb. Now I started. Yeah, they're the best. Yeah. Uh, we asked for some questions for tonight as well, um, and this is what we got. Uh, Sean Knoll, who's at Writer Sean, uh, says, I loved War and Fall of Cybertron. Yes, those games are awesome, 100%. What 80s cartoon would you like as a game? He loves Thundercats. So like, that's mine, mine right out the window, as I would have done a Thundercat mm-hmm. game. Uh, but now I'm going to try and come up with something else. Yeah, I would like a really badass He-Man game. That would be great. There's that. It's funny because He Man's in that new Toy Soldiers game that came out. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and it's they have like GI Joe and stuff. Um, what's, and, what is that for? Uh, PS4, Xbox One. Yeah. It's like thirty bucks to download everything, but it's weird. You could, you could I think you download the base game for like five bucks, and then if you want the He Man pack, mm-hmm. you can. I think it's like five bucks. Uh, but like, yeah, they're, they're they're like, you see, you know, all, I I never really played a Toy Soldiers game, um, but there's like. They're action figures, so they have, like, points of articulation. Right. And eventually you could turn into He-Man, the He-Man action figure, and just go slicing up enemies and stuff. <laughs> but it doesn't play the theme song from He-Man, but they play something that's, like, He-Man. eerily close <laughs> to it. Uh-huh. But like you can see, like, Man of Arms and stuff, and you could, like, look at all the detailed action figures. So, yeah, I would I would choose a He-Man, a He-Man game. I would like... you remember the toys Mask? Nobody ever remembers Mask when I bring it up. It was like Freedom Fighters, and they had these uh, like automobiles and and speedsters and, and motorcycles that transformed into like battle ready vehicles. So it would look like a hot rod with like flames on the side, like a classic hot rod. And then when they would have to like you know go into battle, uh, like a turret gun would come out of the top if you if you like. Well, this game wasn't in space by any chance, was it? They might have or gone. Or that show, the show wasn't ever in space. They might right? have gone gone to space. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up an image of it. You'll you'll recognize it. Because hmm. as a kid, uh, I remember going to the library, and I couldn't have been older than like five. And there was this show. Um, I remember them being in space, and without them knowing it, there was this green plant growing in like the sub compartment of their ship. And I'm not sure if it's the same show, but all I can remember else from that, like watching that, was seeing these vehicles transform. And there was this one vehicle that looked like a scorpion, and it had a blade that came down from the back. And everyone, like people, have said to me, like, "Oh, that's Jason the Wheeled Warriors," but I don't remember. Um, I don't remember that being it because I've looked up pictures of it, but maybe I'm wrong. That does not look familiar at all to me, Steve. Oh man. Illusion is the ultimate weapon. Not Mask. <laughs> Mobile Armored Strike Command with a K. <laughs> Take that. 
It's a Camelot with a K. Um, I mean, I watched a lot of Disney growing up. So, like, I watched Rescue Rangers. We have yeah. a Rescue Rangers game. The Rescue Rangers game for Nintendo is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Uh, DuckTales, mm-hmm. of course, was fantastic. Um, did they ever make a Tailspin game? They had to have made yeah, a Tailspin. They did. I don't know if I've ever played it. DuckTales. I just remember the guy who voiced Gizmo Duck also does Thor in, uh, what is that? Blathering Blatherskite. The new, um... Marvel Heroes? Yeah. Yeah, uh, and the guy who did Thor in Ultimate Alliance, I think, was Darkwing Duck. (laughs) I wish there was enough going on with the Boglins that we could have had a Boglin game. It is Jason the Wheel Warriors. I've never heard of this cartoon. I've heard of that before. Oh, man. I have to find this in my. I'm going to basics. go down a classic cartoon hole. All right, Bob, start pulling yeah. out Hanna Barbera cartoons. Seriously, Bob, what about you? Oh, let's see. A cartoon to a game. Um, what about reboot? Reboot. Yeah. I don't think they've ever done anything something like that. It'd be interesting to see how they would perform it. Reboot is the um like a uh, CGI. Uh, cartoon. They were basically characters. They live in a digital world, like a computer, and like the player would put in a game, so a block would come down on the city, oh. and they had to get in and like that beat the player. A- was that an '80s show? That can't have been an '80s. No, show. it's not '80s. Um, '80s. Bob. 80s, listen 80s, to the 80s. listen to the question. Sorry, this guy. <laughs> did he specify '80s? Yes, he, he said '80s. All right. Um, real quick, let's see. Uh, '80s cartoon that cartoon. Here's another one. They need to make a very good Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Yes. I was going to say that, actually. Mm. That would be nice. Yeah. How about a Gummy Bears game? I was thinking that somebody gummy was going to say Gummy Bears or like Care Bears. Go or the Smurfs. <laughs> God. Gummy Bears. Some David the Gnome action. Oh, man. You could ride around on Swift. It would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Do a Noozles game. What? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going. See, this is this is the black hole. There's so many. Now I have a list in front of me. This is bad. A California Raisins game. I'm sure that exists. That probably exists. It probably, yeah. Remember when they made uh, the Noid? Yes. I was. I figured that you were going to bring Such that up an next. Irritating mascot. I hated him. <laughs> you were supposed to hate him though, so it was okay. Um, my God. Yeah, I could. I could keep going. About shirt tails. They should make a shirt tails game. Am I too old right now? The name is familiar, but like I barely, I, I obviously I'm 32, so okay, we're, so we're, in, the, we're in the same mm-hmm. region. But like I watched a handful of shows as as a kid. Yeah, is a show evidently called Dingbat and the Creeps. Weird, so. never seen it. All right, we'll move on. We'll move on. Uh, Dink the dinosaur. Sorry, <laughs> that I do remember. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Uh, this comes from Nick oh, Ed Grimley, who's at the Nick JP. If you could only play. Games you hate or nothing at all, what would you choose? And he means games by, like, genre. So, uh, for me, like, I'm not, uh, like, if I had to pick an RPG, uh, a thing right off the bat, it would be, like, a JRPG. Like, not my type of game. So, would I only play JRPGs or play nothing? And I would probably play nothing. (laughs) Hmm. So, Bob, would you play sports games or nothing? I'd probably go with nothing. <laughs> See, but here's here's the thing, and I mean, I guess I have to pay attention this to to this myself. Mm-hmm. Sports game is a wide it's a wide definition. Mm-hmm. Rocket League is techn- technically a sports game. Yeah, I still. I mean, I liked mm-hmm. Rocket League. I haven't been playing it at all, but yeah, I think I'm still gonna go with nothing. 
I mean, and Child of Light is like a sort of JRPG. So would I play Child of Light or nothing? But like, I don't know. I'm do- I'm bad at turn-based stuff. I think the last sports game I had fun with was uh, NBA Jam on the Sega. <laughs> <laughs> that was about it. What Steve? was the thing that they always said? Boom shaka lock yep. up. He's on fire. Yeah, and you literally had the basketball on fire across the whole court. Oh, that was a good game. <laughs> I was just having a discussion with my friend earlier today about how there's no like, there's no true arcade games anymore. Mm. Like arcade sports games like NFL Blitz or something like that. Yeah. What's going on in this world? It's all fighters. Fighters. So you can't have thing. nice things. Oh, there you go. There's there's a genre I really hate fighters. <laughs> oh, I love fighting games. See, this is I have a problem with this question because I don't I can't think of any genre of game that I absolutely hate and wouldn't play something from cuz I mean, I guess like something like Burnout would be a, a driving simulator, but dr- racing driving is sports. Yeah, but that's a loose definition sort of driving of. simulator. <laughs> I really I ar- honestly like Burnout and stuff is arcadey. Like, if you give me a, a good game from any genre, I can find a way to have fun with it. Like, if you stuck me on an, on an island or, like, a prison planet, and you're like, we won't be back for, you know, three years, and all you have is, you know, John Madden sports talk football. Not John Madden. Joe Montana sports talk football, too. I was say, if it was Madden, nope, I'm yeah, good. <laughs> I could deal with that. I could, I could deal with have having s- to play that. Have you seen the new Madden commercial? Yeah. With, like, dinosaurs and stuff? That's no. insane. Uh, there was a bunch of people. Oh, I forgot to tell this little story. I uh, went to go pick up the Midnight, and, and Madden was the only other thing. So yep. I walk up to the GameStop, and everybody's outside. And it was about like 30, 40 people that had showed up, mm-hmm. and they were all Madden. For, for Madden. They were yep. all for Madden. And, and I'm there for until dawn. And the guy comes to the door, and he's like, you know, how many people are here for this? How many people for that? And uh, they all go, oh, we're all here for Madden. And this one little kid... He couldn't have been any more than like 17 years old sitting down by this giant potted plant on the ground. And he's like, I'm here for until dawn. And I walked over to him and I was like, don't worry, man. I'm like, you're not the only one. I'm like, I'm here for it, too. He's like, oh, he's like, you, you're here for until dawn. I'm like, yeah, I was like, it looks really good. He's like, yeah. He's like, I can't wait to bring it home and go home and kill some kids. <laughs> and I just went, OK, this I'm convers- going back online with men. <laughs> yeah, this conversation is over. Uh, he was a weirdo. And I. Uh, I worry about him. <laughs> okay, Steve. Yeah, that was Why me. Why no, this happened? What? <laughs> that was me at uh, GameStop, too. I was the only one there getting until dawn. Everyone else was mad and all under with jerseys and everything. I'm like, nah, they ain't doing that. <laughs> yeah. That seems like a good time. It was, I got to say this, though. For a Madden crowd, it was the tamest Madden crowd that I've ever encountered. And I've, I've gone to a lot of those. It just so <laughs> happens that Madden is the game being released on the nights that I go to these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only reason I picked it up at midnight or bothered to find one at midnight is because none of the local shops had extras. Mm-hmm. I called around to about five or six other stores and nobody had it. But I have a friend that works at the Rocky Point GameStop and he pulled one for me and he held it. So, but like if I had waited, I wouldn't have been able to find, I would have to mm-hmm. wait till the next shipment. Did you get the pre-order code? No. What is the pre-order code? Yeah. If you pre-ordered uh, until dawn, you get a little side story. It's a little DLC story. It's like uh I say maybe about another hour. What? Yeah, it's a couple. They're like lost in the woods or something like that. I'll after all it. this stuff takes place. Shit. Don't worry, you'll get it. <laughs> They'll probably just release go it go up something. to it and just tell them that. Oh yeah, you forgot to print it out on my receipt or something. No. <laughs> I wonder if it's on my receipt. Check it. Probably it. is. I will check. Oh, I think I threw out the receipt. Oh. I was so confident in the game, I tossed it. Uh. <laughs> 
a minute at the end. James, you have a music question that we're going to answer probably next week. Um, Maybe. We're going to... We're gonna. Steve wants to answer it, but he says he needs time to think about it. I do need time to think. Music questions are important. Yes. Bad Knee Gruen, who's at Bad Knee Gruen, what is your favorite underrated game? Mine, Kingdoms of Amalar Reckoning, which is a terrific game. Uh, I talked about that a couple of months ago. Uh, so what about you guys? Favorite underrated game? Underrated. There's a couple. I can always, like, I mean, I've always am, am going to go back to Remember Me and be like, that game was severely underrated, but I'm trying to come up with something different. The game that, I, that keeps coming to my mind, I feel like has a cult following and it doesn't count, but it's Catherine. Yeah, no, the, I, I mean, that game is highly reviewed, but yeah, I, I think critically... I would review it. Critically, it's not, it's not overrated, but commercially, it's definitely underrated. All right, so it counts. How about Dungeon Siege? Sure. Not I haven't work. played Dungeon Siege. Fun. Uh, Crypt of the Necro Dancer. Again, that game's coming to PS4. Yep, I I've played it with a controller and it didn't really work for me. So I'll be interested to see how that fares for other people. Mm. But I found the keyboard to be infinitely uh, easier because of the, the the tapping as opposed to the flicking yeah. of the controller. It's just a it's a better mechanic to to make a move around, and keep the beat. That game's great. I hope that that opens doors for other people to play that game because it's fantastic. I mentioned Dishonored before. I mean, that's an underrated game. I think I, you know, I think a decent amount of people mm. played that, but not as many as people should have. Yeah. I'm trying to think, underrated. I feel like I venture into muddy territory when I try to put labels to mm-hmm. certain games. I could probably come up with a few more by next week. I hope. Yeah, we'll think about that and come back to it next week. Yeah, I'll make a list. All right. Yeah, we should. We should make a list. Um, I think we've then, I think we've done that before, but we'll do it again. Yeah, doesn't doesn't hurt to revisit. Oh, uh, and then uh, Badney Gruen also answered uh, the '80s question uh, from uh, writer Sean. Uh, he says a GI Joe game that doesn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. Our last question of the night. Try making a movie that doesn't suck too. Let's start with the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luciano, who's at the Arctic Beast. With the Xbox Elite and the growing popularity of scuff controllers, do any of you have or are considering a better controller? Uh, no, for me. Nope. I have thought about it a bunch of times, um, you know, because they're really for, I, I would think, first-person shooters or fighting games. I'm mean, a fighting game, you're going to use a fighting stick. Yeah. Um, but they're like 150 bucks. I know the Xbox Elite is 150 bucks, and I think the scuffs are like 170 uh, we looked at them before, and I, I've always been on the fence about getting one because I mean I love FPSs, um, but like 170 is a lot to drop on a controller, and I throw yep. mine a lot, mm-hmm. uh, so I would have to learn not to do that. Um, but I'll be interested to see if like PlayStation comes out with like, a, you know, judging on how the sales do for the Elite controller for Xbox, I'll see what the, what the PS4 does with one. Um, I'll eventually get one one day just to try it and see what it's like. Yeah, when the prices come down a little. I don't think the prices are going to come down at all because it's just like it's it's a like. Well, right now it's only one company that's doing exactly. It. So if it's it starts like, becoming big, you'll well, see more. more. More than one company is doing them, um, but they're the biggest ones. Yeah. And it's like it's a niche thing. Like there's not really a lot of people doing it, and it's for a very particular crowd. So like, yeah. they're not trying to mass market them. Like that, that's why I thought it was so wild the, uh, that Xbox announced their own. Because people are like, I don't understand why I need a hundred fifty dollar controller. I would get it's for one. like it's for like really hardcore players. Yeah, I was gonna say like I would get one if I thought that I had a need for one, or or it would benefit me well, if I was like a competitive player. It's not even about being competitive, but like th- you don't realize 
how nice and how useful they are until you're actually using one. Like there, there is a serious difference with people who have them and who people who don't. Like if you run across a player and you're like, how did that guy shoot me before, you know, it shouldn't be possible to shoot somebody that fast. It's because they're probably using one of these types of money controllers. Yeah. Mm, segregation in gaming now. Yeah. All the, the rich people pushing the poor people out. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> so I'm on the fence about it, and these two guys are not. Yeah, and I just I just don't see it in the space that I play games, the mentality that I play games. I just don't see a, a reason for me personally to own one. Um, I don't even know that I would know. I don't even play shooters enough to warrant. I mean, maybe like something like was that game Battleborn coming or no Overwatch? Overwatch, yeah, but that's. For right now, it's still PC only. I'm still waiting for their console port, which is eventually going to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like in a game like that, it would be it would be great. Smite come out on Xbox One. Yes, it yep, is in fully. it is in not even beta anymore. It is full release. Um, oh, and a little bit of uh, video game release news to uh, brighten up your Halloween spirit. A new Fatal Frame is coming out October twenty second. And it's going to be a free to download. Uh, you can download the first chapter of the game onto your Wii U for free, play it, and if you like it and want to continue, you can then purchase the game. Interesting. Hmm. So it will not be in retail stores at all. It is a digital only release. Cool. I would kind of like to see more games do that. Yeah. Give you a little, even if it's a half an hour, give you a little sample of it before you purchase it, whether or not you know you like it or not. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, how it fares and if uh, if it sells. I hope it does because I really I really enjoyed that series, and uh, I'm very much looking forward to checking that out when it drops. Um, but I think that's gonna do it. All right. For this week's show, uh, we'll say some stuff and then we'll get out of here. Uh, of course, we are the Talking Games Podcast. You can reach us on Twitter at, at talking underscore games. Uh, if you want to catch us on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash talking games PC or long form. You want to email us talking games PC at gmail.com. You can find this podcast and many others on the talking comics website. That is talking And uh, at talking comics is the Twitter handle for that. We also have other shows, including the misfits talking valiant, uh, talking movies and comics and coffee on the special edition feed and lots and lots of other cool stuff. Uh, we have the 200th uh, Talking Comics podcast coming up Labor Day weekend on Saturday the 5th. Uh, it's going to be a huge show. We're going to be there. We're going to be doing um, playing some games. We're going to be doing a small segment alongside the Misfits and the uh, Talking Comics crew. There's a chance of live music. There's definitely a chance for food and rounds of cornhole. Uh, it's going to be at Jackie's place. I still think she's insane for throwing this, but it's entirely up to her. And everybody, be cool. Yes, please. Or we'll bounce you right the hell out of there. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Um, the 100th podcast that we did a while back was great, and we, you know, we hope to see some of those people return. There's a lot of new people on the uh, RSVP list. So uh, it's going to be awesome, and we're really looking forward to, uh, to meeting you all. And uh, as far as personal Twitters, I am at dead underscore anchors on Twitter. Justin? I am at Juroak, J-O-R-O-A-K. Bobby? I am at Melfesto, M-E-L-F-S-T-O. And Jackie is? At Jackie Turner, J-A-C-Q-U-I. All right, guys. uh, We'll be back next week with another show. And then, like I said, at the 200th show as well. So you're going to be getting a couple more podcasts from us before we return back to our regular schedule. 
uh, be good to each other, and we'll see you soon.